Star Wars 7x7 episode 2132 today, Victory and Death, an apt title for the final episode of The Clone Wars, for real this time. Punch it! Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. Here we are, Revenge of the Fifth. Ah, I go back and forth between Revenge of the Fifth and Revenge of the Sixth. You know, Fifth feels a little bit better, and it's right after May the 4th, so, you know, on the one hand, sure, and on the other hand, Revenge of the Sixth, well, it's just adding one letter into Sith, so, yeah, there you go. Oh, the debate will continue, but I have a feeling the fact that you know, people will be celebrating revenge of on both the 5th and the 6th. Does that mean the dark side is taking over? Well, I don't know if I want to go that far, but it certainly is in Victory and Death, which is episode 12 from season 7 of The Clone Wars, and the final episode in this story arc, in this season, and in this series, Game, Set, and Match. And this is a full spoiler episode of the podcast, so if you haven't seen Victory and Death and don't want that spoiled for you, then save this podcast for a later date. But if you're okay with me jumping in, well, this is about as action-packed an episode as you could ever have asked for with the Clone Wars, and it kind of had to be that. I mean, yeah, of course there's a world where you could have gotten them out of the ship a lot faster and safety a lot faster, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Why, really? I mean, ultimately, you just needed to get them to safety, and that was as much as you needed to do, potentially. I know we talked about Maul and his storyline, considering that we know he gets captured at a later point, or that he gets captured in a different way than when we saw him captured in this story arc because of the Ahsoka novel. But it seems like that's going to be a story for another time, and that's okay as well. In fact, we'll talk about that in further detail on another episode of the show here. But Maul actually was a little bit of a surprise in this episode because he did not actually help out Ahsoka and Rex in the way that Ahsoka had hoped he would by causing chaos. I mean, initially, sure, it allowed her to you know, get loose and distract the clones for a bit while everybody was running around and to get Rex and find out what was wrong with him. But now that they're working together and they have to escape that hospital room, which was done very well, I have to say, and they didn't rely on a ventilator shaft like I had thought might be a possibility. So that was very cool. Their escape ultimately does not really hinge on the activities of Darth Maul. In fact, Darth Maul as Ahsoka notes, is a chaos causer, and he does just that, but unfortunately it causes a rather lot of difficulty for Ahsoka and Rex as well. I mean, it's one thing for them to get off the ship. They had to do that, but for Maul to just wreck the hyperdrive entirely and drag them out of hyperspace, I mean, who knows where they could have ended up? They could have been too close to a star or gone through a supernova or something, you know, thinking about Han's lecture to Luke in A New Hope, and it is bad. It's not terminally bad, at least not initially, but they are too close to a planet and its moon, and they're caught in the moon's gravity well and being pulled down, and of course the ship itself is already in terrible repair because of the damage Maul has wreaked, and it's exploding and things are burning and all this stuff, so yeah, he has created chaos for everyone, and 
everybody has to get off the ship if they're going to survive. But once Ahsoka and Rex show up in the landing bay, well, as Rex puts it, they are all going to die to make sure that Ahsoka and Rex die as well. But there is one last card that Ahsoka thinks can be played, and this is the card they try to play, and I'm playing it for you right here. I said hold your fire, Jesse. I have the situation under control. You have your order, sir. Now execute it, or I will. The order was to execute the Jedi for treason against the Republic. The problem is, Ahsoka Tano is no longer a Jedi. Hasn't been for some time. Sir, you said yourself we're under special order from Darth Sidious to eliminate Ahsoka Tano and any other clone who disobeys Order 66. Just keep on talking a little bit longer. So initially I had a moment about this where I thought, oh, if they're, you know, force sensitive and have force abilities, but they are not part of the Jedi Order, does that mean they will be spared the effects of Order 66? But I think the answer to that is no. And, you know, Jesse says, ah, but you told us to execute Ahsoka Tana, so that blows the gambit anyway. But the fact that when Order 66 was implemented in the previous episode in Shattered, that Rex went over to the other side and tried to kill Ahsoka himself. Well, that does seem to suggest that it isn't just people who are part of the Jedi Order, that any Jedi, current or former, are up for elimination. And even in the midst of all of this, as Maul finally tries to make good his escape, Ahsoka tries to capture him again, tries to keep his shuttle from leaving, and unfortunately has to let him go. So force power is being used to control flying aircraft. This is a thing that we are seeing more and more of in Star Wars. I wonder if they are leading us to the eventuality of a Starkiller situation. What was that? Dark Forces 2? Um, where they pulled the Star Destroyer from orbit or something like that? Uh, I don't know if we're going to go that far in the new canon, but they're certainly presenting the possibility. I mean, Maul was leaning pretty heavily on that stick, and she was still holding him, Ahsoka was. But in the end, she decides to let him go. She's not going to be able to both recapture him and save herself and Rex, and so she makes the tough decision. Now, the rest of the episode is wall-to-wall -wall action and something a little bit sad. The droids that have been helping Ahsoka and Rex are cornered by clones and shot up and destroyed, including Cheap, who seems to be the precursor to Chopper from Star Wars Rebels, and I had wondered if he was going to somehow survive this or just have, you know, a headpiece come off or something odd, but maybe this is just that particular model of astromech that behaves in a way that's similar to what Chopper does in Star Wars Rebels. Either way, sadly, the droids pay the ultimate price for their help to Ahsoka and Rex. And then that final action sequence with the Y-Wing bomber flying and Rex at the helm trying to catch Ahsoka. She's free falling through atmosphere. I have to say I wondered why the bubble canopy didn't like flap close considering that, you know, he was pointing the ship like straight down and that's the way the, the, the canopy was flapping. So it probably should have been pushed back closed, you know, just based on, I don't know, the aerodynamics of it. But... 
Uh, yeah, willing suspension of disbelief on that one. And speaking of Rex, I have to say just his moment of tenderness, of realization that you know, his brothers are out there and that they're all lost to him and him actually having a tear falling when his helmet comes off and he's having that conversation with Ahsoka before they finally go down and face all of them. That was rather beautifully done, rather meaningfully done. Just that one brief glimpse of emotion to show that it was there it wasn't overdone or anything like that. It was just perfectly pitched. Perfectly pitched. And finally, and finally. So first of all, they buried a bunch of the bodies, which I found to be an unusual choice to be sure. And I don't know if this is to confuse people that might come afterward, but if anybody's going to investigate this crash, they're going to be asking who buried all the bodies and, you know, put the helmets up on sticks as memorial grave markers. Like, somebody has to be asking that question. It seems a little interesting to me, but we don't necessarily know how long after the crash the epilogue happens when Darth Vader arrives to investigate the scene. There's a lot of snow on the ground and the Star Destroyer, at least the nose of the cruiser. I keep calling it a Star Destroyer because I just feel like that's what it is now. It's not a Star Destroyer, I know, but it's just this tick that I seem to be developing. Anyway, there's snow dusted up over it, but you know, it's hard to tell how long it's been there. I mean, that could have been a snowstorm that, you know, was due in two days from when they happened to arrive on this moon, and it's just dumb luck that it happened that way. But yeah, anyway. So it has to have raised a question in Vader's head, I would imagine, who buried the bodies, because that means that somebody escaped from this thing. But the fact that he finds a lightsaber left behind, he has to know that's Ahsoka's lightsaber. I can't see any world where he does not know whose lightsaber that was. And there's a neat little circular thing about this because, as you'll recall, at the beginning of this story arc, it was Anakin who had been keeping and preserving Ahsoka's lightsabers and gave them back to her when this storyline started. Now he is retrieving one of her lightsabers, and you have to wonder if the question is in his brain, does this mean that she's alive and running around with one lightsaber or did she perish somehow and you know her body's not going to be in the wreckage or anything like that vader is the kind of person to go no she's alive if he thinks she's alive and there's no evidence to the contrary but whether she would willingly leave with you know only one lightsaber left behind well yeah i i wonder what he is going to think <laughs> about that and we're going to have to talk about that Ahsoka one lightsaber business as well, which we will on that Ahsoka episode I mentioned a little earlier in this show. But for now, this is the end of our briefing on Victory and Death, the final episode of The Clone Wars. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast as well. If you don't already subscribe to the show for free, I hope you will consider doing that on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever podcast app you happen to like. And if you want to support the show a little further, then I hope you will consider joining me at patreon.com slash SW7X7. For now, though, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining me, as always, and may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be. 
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.